Hello, Genius fans, and welcome back. We are here at AfterBuzz TV. Today, we're going to be talking all about Picasso, Matisse the Beast, and of course, that fateful push for Francois at the beginning. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV super fan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Guys, it has been an eventful week. We know who our next genius is going to be. We are going to talk all about that lovely painting we saw at the end of the episode today. And of course, everything that happened in the show. So many things from we met Gertrude and Leo Stein, which is really exciting for me. I love Gertrude Stein. Also, uh, uh, Raymond comes out of nowhere and gets adopted, which is bizarre and returned in the same episode so sad and we also get the fateful meeting of picasso matisse the one thing we've been waiting for all season it finally happened this episode guys what did you think i loved it yes tell us about it uh hey guys i'm mina this is one of my favorite (laughs) episodes um i got i had the privilege of watching episode six ahead of time um at a press screening and that's actually my favorite episode oh my okay all right she's special in here this is good too this is good too this would have been my favorite if i didn't see episode six okay so you already know what's coming yeah i can't i can't get into predictions and you shouldn't yes just leave it at that (laughs) this episode was amazing it had me on the edge of my seat i don't know what it is like the the jump cuts from back and forth uh the editing it's, was sublime it's this week. Amazing editing, and like you could see the beginning of the season. We had young Picasso who was on the left side, and old Picasso who was on the right side. But you keep seeing them coming, Slowly. and this episode ended with them meshing. And I'm just like, this this, this uh, TV show is just a genius. I'm sorry, it's very, <laughs> it gets me emotional. It's very much becoming Picasso. I mean, yeah. we see. <sighs> Everything from the early artist to him trying to find his way on his own to now he's become, you know, a success and is considered the greatest Spanish painter. And yet he's still discovering himself. And he's only 26. I was mad. I tried to flip a table that is mounted to the wall. You can't do that. You know what's amazing about this? Like, we're watching for essentially one man paint. Most episodes is everyone just like, let me stand in front of this canvas and paint you. And then have a temper tantrum. What kind of TV show would, like, find that, like, amusing? But, like, it, it just... I love it. Our good friends at Discovery knew They're what was amazing. up. Yeah. Fill in the gaps for us. Uh, let's just dive right into this. Please. So we spend uh, our formative years, our Paris 1905 to right at the top of 1907. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we start with Matisse and his piece. He does the showing, the Autumn Festival. It is uh, not what you would call a success. <laughs> People are very upset about it. They don't think it is good art. Until Gertrude and Leo Stein purchase the painting hanging in their gallery and suddenly it's art and we get to critique it and think about it and maybe we do like it. What I really liked about this episode was how much who we consider like famous art historians now and who were the tastemakers of their day didn't know necessarily at the jump what was going to be successful. Yeah, even Gertrude didn't even realize it. No. She was looking at Picasso's stuff and I'm just like, I don't understand. Like it looks like monkey feet. (laughs) Can we cut off the feet? Totally. I mean, they're all way ahead of their time, and it's just, um, it's cool to see that. Yeah, it gives the young artist hope. Yeah. <laughs> this idea that even greats can look at your stuff and, and not quite get it. What was your initial thought on the monkey feet painting? I mean, I just think art is so subjective to begin with that we shouldn't just love something because it's a Picasso painting. Sure. There have been so many times where I see a Picasso painting, like, for instance, the painting that he did later on in the episode where he mm-hmm. was trying to capture uh, the essence of Francois. 
And she was so enamored with the painting, and she was like, wow, this is beautiful. I was like, are you joking? Like, this painting is ridiculous. I like, had I mixed don't feelings see, on that. I don't see the beauty in this painting you at didn't all. Like the floating I, are you an artist? I hated it. I hated it. Like, do you, do you, are you, like, any bit of an artist? Like, have you painted before or drawn or anything? Yeah, at paint night. And I was pretty proud of myself. <laughs> I, if, I, if I may say so, I will share, I will share my painting. I gotta say, I that. every time they reveal a, a painting, and I love how they do it, because it's mm. not right away that we see what Picasso is actually painting. I'm just like, I'm stunned when I get to see it, because a lot of these things, I, I did not follow Picasso growing up. I like mm. studied art, um, painted and drew and everything, and took art history, but he was one that kind of brushed over I, I wasn't really into it but like now that i'm diving into who he is and understanding why he's painting what it is i see a painting and i'm just like whew, i get goosebumps and i'm just like wow so that actually that picture like floored me uh of uh, the painting of uh francois yeah because you <laughs> know the, me- the meaning behind it and the love behind it uh, yeah but if you didn't know it, you wouldn't appreciate it. That's why I'm saying I feel like I could okay, make any yeah, work of well, art. Yeah. And because of my ability to like write a really good paper or essay or exposition on something and break something down, I could draw something completely like, ridiculous. A lot of the things are like rudimentary, and, childlike. And yeah. it looks, you look at it and you're kind of like... I could sell any painting. So this goes really well to the conversation Leo and uh, Gertrude are having at the top of the episode. Because Leo is like, look, he, look at the art though. Like, look at what he's playing with. Look at how he's stretching things. He's experimenting. Like, the, I think he says, he's what, light like, composition. Yeah. yeah he and tells- that was the old art, way of artistry. And <laughs> mm-hmm. he's like, he's taking those. And there's an amazing quote from Picasso later on in this episode, which I uh, will find later. Um, but he's, like, breaking those rules. Yeah. Which yeah. is amazing. Uh, that's, that's what I do give him credit for. I think if anyone were to paint a Picasso piece mm-hmm. nowadays, it wouldn't hold the same like level of you know like it wouldn't have the it wouldn't carry the same weight anymore because it's already been done before i think what was so interesting about picasso was that he was a revolutionary so he was the really first person to do it versus if it were already this, if it were already done i don't think it would have that right. that effect like i don't look at his painting and think Wow! Like sometimes I do. I'm gonna take you to see a Picasso in real life, and we'll see if it changes. Your- <laughs> I'm because I'm genuinely curious. Maybe yeah. you don't like Picasso, and that's completely you know that's fair. You don't have to like Picasso. Uh, I like Dali. I love the surrealist paintings, and okay. see, and that's totally fair. It, it might just be a taste thing, but just when you see a Picasso in real life, or at least when I see a Picasso in real life, the Picassos I have seen, like I talked about uh, the old man on the guitar a couple of weeks ago being my favorite Picasso painting. Like when you stand in front of it, like you it emotes. Like it's very strange. But it radiates, and I get a feeling of like of deep sadness and sorrow. But also, there's that beautiful like wood grain coloring on the guitar, and it's like you can almost hear the music. And it's like a feeling of hope. And I feel um, there's one where he painted like uh, his room too, and it's just his room. There's nobody in there, but like you could just stare at it for hours. The way the angles go and the lines, and it's just I really like the way he distorts reality. And I think that's what's interesting to mm-hmm. me about Picasso is that. He's showing you something that really exists, but literally through a different pair of, like a new pair of eyes. And it's astounding. Uh, and I think it's hard to portray those, to get the same feeling totally on a screen uh, as something might I don't know. be in I get, life. I That's... get those feelings. I mean, I've never seen a real Picasso in life, but like, I definitely am understanding what you're saying. And like, it's emoting and it's moving and it's changing. Uh, and it's, it's just beautiful. It, it knocks you off your feet because it's something so different than what we're like standard you like looking at you know and i will say this because like playing on what both of you are saying right now what they said in a previous episode picasso states art is the lie used to tell the truth Mm -hmm. and i think that's so powerful because that 
quote was what allowed me to really understand where Picasso was coming from, even if I didn't love all of his paintings, because he takes something and he portrays it in a totally different way so that it's not the physical representation of that object, but rather the emotional representation of how that person or that thing makes him feel. Yes. So that's why he distorts it, and that's why his women become uglier over time, because he always falls I'm, out of love with and them. And see, I would even I'm disagree okay with that. With... If you look at the painting he did of Dora, it's called The Crying Woman. Mm-hmm. I, I think Have they see, featured it? Yeah, it was the one where she was like, do you really think I'm so ugly? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. His, her nose is like... Yeah, it's... but it's also like black and white around here. It's almost yeah. like an x-ray. Mm-hmm. Of, like, trying to, like, why are you crying? Like, what is wrong? And I, I, because I was looking at it again last night, and I was thinking, like, to me it showed the duality of, like, her mental illness. Like, mm-hmm. there's all this beautiful swirl of color on top. Her eyes are so sad, which, at you least the way the actress is portraying it, it here, yeah. like, it's happening. But you see the breakdown coming through her mouth. The lies that she's always telling. Like, there's, I, I just, I really like Picasso, guys. I'm not gonna lie. Um... And I, I think that... It's a love-hate, I'm sure. Because there's a few things he did in this episode. We will get into his personality, like, where we'll talk a lot more sure, about... True signs of a genius. <laughs> we're we're, talking we're a lot more. separating the art from the artist right now. That part. Yeah, that yeah. part. Yeah. Uh, an artist I will always love and admire is our founder, Maria Menunos, And she has something really new and exciting for you guys. She does. Guys, you want to have fun? Grow, learn, and grow in all areas of your life? For those of you who do, have we got a podcast for you. Conversations with Maria Menounos Podcast Edition is hosted by our AfterBuzz TV founder and drops every Friday and on iTunes. Conversations with Maria Menounos features celebrity and influencer interviews along with secrets and tips on how to be better in all aspects of life. From health and wealth to career relationships, finances, and more, let our Maria be the big sister you've always wanted. Just go to iTunes and subscribe to Conversations with Maria Menounos for free. Be sure to rate and comment, and when you do, let Maria know that it was us, the genius panel, that sent you there. Conversations with Maria Menounos, podcast edition. Check it out. Guys, if you haven't listened to it yet, you really should. It's really good. It comes out this Friday. Uh, I really like her interview style. I've been adapting and taking some tips. Uh, somebody who was maybe not so good at taking tips, Gertrude, who paved in her own path. Uh, she later, uh, in the 1920s, when you have um, a lot of, like, F. Scott Fitzgerald, uh, uh, oh my gosh, who was his we best friend? I think of the other one. I am he- the drunk. Yeah, he's... he's the old man in the city. You like know this. Ernest Hemingway? You got it! Yay! Thank you. Ernest Hemingway, she hosted all these great Americans in Paris. There was an exodus from America. You're dealing with a boom in wealth. And at that point, she had become the person we see in the painting that Picasso did this week. She's much more masculine in her attire. She doesn't try to... She's not so much worried about being feminine anymore, even though she definitely identifies as a woman. And she is like pushing all this great artwork out there. She's really like a nurturer to all these young artists who didn't have homes. Amazing human being. What was your first interpretation of her when you saw her this week? Uh, uh. I, I loved Gertrude. Honestly, there was something about her where, like, I can't remember what line she said, but it made me laugh because she's so blunt mm. and kind of, like, snarky. And When the brother is like, should I tell them how you felt about this painting? She's like, yeah, I hated the feet. Yeah. I was like, Gertrude. Yeah. He was ashamed to, like, like, Even when he, like, yeah. stormed out, she was like, oh. I, I, guess I, shouldn't, I guess I shouldn't have said that. Or, like, she said something where she was, like, obviously underplaying mm. what had happened. And I was like, I like this lady. You like, know what's really cool about, though, about this show? Um, because we get, like, we get a lot of geniuses in the show among mm. among this, obviously, who we're watching. Um, 
they do great hints at like showing how what the future is going to become. She's standing there in uh, with an Henri. Is that how you say his name? Henri, um, yeah, Henri. Henry Matisse Henri. If you're yeah, in yeah. France, she's standing there with her brother, and like there's this conversation going on between the men, and she's like, uh. I'm right here. Like, most women would just kind of stand, like, in time, would just, mm-hmm. like, stand there and, like, okay. But she's, like, trying to break the mold. And it's a nice foreshadow to, I guess, what because mm-hmm. I didn't know who she was, to what she becomes later on and what Picasso said, what you'll become, uh, how he, like, mm-hmm. mentioned, like, you will become what the, this painting mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. Almost like he saw the future, which I know he didn't, but... Um, but that's what we're saying. It's, like, or at least what I was trying to say earlier, like, in his work, I think he's seeing the truth in people. Yeah. And, what, and then he, when he's talking about painting, he's like, I want to paint the truth. Like, I don't want to paint... The stereotypical female form, as Matisse was talking about, I want to paint what's really there. I'll paint lumpy butts. <laughs> Sometimes butts are lumpy. Lumpy butts. Um, Gertrude, of course, uh, then introduces him to Matisse and starts this rivalry between the I two of them. I thought that was them. amazing. She knew exactly what she just And I don't know why it took him so long to catch on. It was like, what, one or two paintings afterwards? He's mm-hmm. like, I know what you're doing. I'm like, finally. <laughs> catch up, bro. Come on. <laughs> yeah. What did you think about uh, Picasso really going for the gusto in that rivalry? There didn't seem to be any backing off for him. I I liked it. I felt like Matisse was definitely a better sport about things. Except there was a moment in time where Matisse was like, yeah, you know, I really... He, like, totally insult complimented him. Where he was like, yeah, your painting was phenomenal. Your painting of Gertrude, that portrait, it was great. You know, it kind of reminds me of, of like, this thing that I had. Like, the yeah. African sculpture. Blah, blah, blah. Like, I knew you drew your inspiration from it, but that's fine. Artists always inspire each other. And then Picasso We're meant to just, inspire each other, he said yeah, something. Picasso yeah, Picasso just can't handle that that little jab to his temper. ego. I thought there was a lot of interesting things being brought up in that moment. So, first we have this idea of, like, look, I know you're competing against me. And we have the same benefactor, essentially. So mm-hmm. it's kind of dangerous territory. Should she proclaim one of them superior? Which I don't think was in Gertrude's nature. But in the moment, I don't think either artist really recognizes that. Uh, they're both kind of not making a lot of money, even though they're celebrated. They're still kind of um, on the rise. And so the competition to them probably feels more like life and death as opposed to like, let's just see who can make a better painting this week. Yeah. Um, on top of that, that's interesting. So um, Iberia is not that far from Africa. And yeah. if you're looking at centuries old stuff when you're nomads and not like barred by actual borders, the sculptures are similar. Yeah. And the elongated faces and the way they shape the noses. Um, but it's I mean, not, so it's even not, if you're not inspired by directly by the African art, like, the Iberians and the, like would have been close and creating similar styles of art and developing off of each other anyway. So I thought it was funny that he wanted to deny it when it was, to us, very easy to see that like there are similarities there. What's but that y- happens all the time. That happens in mm-hmm. the modern day. That happened before. That happens when I mean, people say, oh, I'm not but... Persian, I'm Arab. Like People will say stuff like that because it is, there is a difference mm-hmm. there. But it's like, okay, we're neighbors. Like There's like a border that was arbitrarily crosses, drawn yeah, exactly. to divide two countries. It's like when people say, I'm Syrian, I'm not Lebanese. And it's like, well, it used to be part of one big... Sure. area and like obviously these lines were drawn arbitrarily by humans so like i get it but i also don't understand it because at the end of the day like there's so much overlap in cultural influence anyway totally. what i liked out of this uh like little segment which we found out a little bit later uh the ages of of uh, picasso and matisse yes. what is so interesting is the fact that like matisse is 26 and matisse, um uh, picasso 26. is 26 and mm-hmm. matisse is 35 um 
Matisse is more mature where like he's like yeah I went to Africa or I went to the African section mm-hmm. at the Louvre and I see these 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 uh, sculptures and it, it influenced me mm-hmm. and Picasso is just like so in his head he's like he won't he can't he doesn't see that like uh, he's looking at things also mm-hmm. to inspire him and like yeah that uh, the sculpture might have like got him to like have that inspiration but did you catch when he walked into the Louvre and he was looking at that old man and the old man pretty much has the same exact position as uh, Gertrude and it's like dude you're doing exactly what you're saying I you didn't don't... catch that good eyes Zach. yeah so that, it was that he was the old man and it like zoomed in on his keys or something he was yeah. like holding and it was just so interesting because then that was the form oh the that painting Gertrude, he was yeah. looking at yes and it's just like dude you were looking at everything <laughs> around you and you're taking it from you like take it as a compliment Matisse is like mm-hmm. saying you did a good work there was a point where I thought Matisse was very humble and was just like you're an amazing artist like we we differ we're from different worlds you know I'm, I, Matisse is from France yeah He's like, I'm from France, you're from Spain. We have different styles, but, you know, we're somehow a rival. And, like, he was humbled by him. He, like, actually was cool with meeting him. And then, it, it, what did uh, Picasso say? He said he's uh, he's so egotistical or... He said he was something that was so wrong. And I was like, mm. no, Leo is is acting oh, like this. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, it's something akin to judgmental. Like, yeah, he's, he's being, yeah. degrading my work and it's so he hard. He condescending. Like, condescending, yeah. yeah. And he wasn't at all. No. I, thought, I thought there could have been a beautiful friendship there. And he just like spat in his face and ruined it. Well, and it's clear that later they do develop that friendship uh, when he takes... Um, we were, Francois to see does. Matisse in the future. Yeah. I was, that was, no, that was very on, heartwarming. That was Matisse? Yeah. yeah. I thought that was... Henry. Same person. Henry. Matisse. Henry. No. Henri Matisse. Yeah. Mm. Well, it, it was Matisse, yeah. I'm getting confused now. I thought Henri was the old man that uh, he walked Gertrude's in. Gertrude's brother? No, that was Leo. I thought Henri was the guy that was um, selling his paintings uh, for like a little no, cost. No, 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 no. That's, um, we met him several episodes ago. Yeah, and, and he, was in, he was in a few of the beginning segments. Not like I saw. Yes, he was. Yeah. Uh, not Brock, not Gary. Something, but no. Okay, the old so guy was the whole time. I thought Matisse. Okay, yeah, cool. Because um, she he that says makes to the so girl, much more sense then. Yeah, wow, he awesome. says to Francois okay. like, "Oh, the, she's you're actually her favorite painter, not me." Gotcha. Um, so yeah, so while all of this is going on with uh, <laughs> Gertrude and Leo and selling the paintings and where are they going to end up between Matisse and Picasso? Picasso's dealing with Fernand. We had a perfect jump cut, by the way, of like. Uh, Matisse saying, like, uh, the Spanish um, flair or Spanish temper. Mm-hmm. And he's like, ah, he storms off. And, and then you see older Picasso with the temper <laughs> as well, right? With, uh, with Francois. With Francois. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. And Sorry, it's but you said Ferdinand we're talking yeah, about now. Yeah, but Sorry. it's okay. But it's clear that his lovers have, like... They, too close of names. I don't want to say they bring out the fire in him, but he they gets did. fiery around his lovers. I'll say that. Because honestly, they're not doing anything. It's all inside of his head. He's very much reacting to nonsense. Like, she's talking to a guy, and she laughs, and she pats his arm. It is the lightest of conversations. She hangs out with a ton of artists. They have similar friends. But back then, like, I have to play devil's advocate here because back then that's a big deal. Yeah, like, she, in today's society, she went like I, this and I, I was if like... I go like this to him, like now, okay, that's like very platonic mm. and friendshipy. But if I did this to him and it was like the 1900s, oh, I'm trying to get some. And they're not even married either. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're you know. not married. But I also think that this is what you liked about her in the first place. 
you liked that she was so alive. You liked that she like not with relaxed. other men. Oh, Picasso. I feel like this is what Picasso liked. Yeah, this was like, this yeah. what Picasso oh. liked. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is what Picasso liked about Fernand. Yes. was that she was this person, and it's what he does to all of his women. As soon as they're like themselves with anybody else, he's like, "Hold the presses. You're mine." Yeah, he's very much abusive and and possessive Mentally of his lovers. Is manipulative. I yes, mean, I, I think the way he punished her was well deserved. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I was like, why are here? Who are you? in that room. What? I was like, I honestly, when I watched that scene, I was like getting anxiety. Mm-hmm. I was like, how dare you? I was so angry. Totally. Because <laughs> uh, the house almost burns down, which no, is yeah. he horrifying. He goes, he's like, what's going on? Oh my God. Like, you could have been a murderer that night. It could have happened. Um, um, but instead, they decide, like, oh, we need to save this relationship. <laughs> Certainly a child will be the perfect solve to this wound. Yes, because that always helps every couple. Oh, like, oh, we're God. fighting. Let's move in together. Oh, we're fighting again. Let's get married. Let's then have a kid. Yes, this is going to solve all of our problems. Don't worry. It's not really yeah. happening. Uh, so, <laughs> sweet young Raymond uh, is picked up from the orphanage and the nuns. They it, bring it, her in. It's like a lame is Rob scene. I was it like, was very they, much like that. Are they going <laughs> to sing like I dreamed a dream? Even like, the nun was just like, that's <laughs> Raymond. Take her if you want, I guess. I don't know. Who are you? Doesn't matter. We need these kids out of here. Like, just go. Um, <laughs> so she comes back and then something kind of weird happens. Uh, Picasso decides to draw her naked. I had weird Woody Allen feelings about it. <laughs> no, and then I had like, okay, well, it's Ooh. France in the 1900s and... Like, nudity doesn't have to be sexual. But then I was like, also, she's young and you adopted her, and so she's kind of looking like a dad. It was weird, right? It's not just me. Uh, No, it was very weird. I, yeah. Okay, when Fernand brought it up, I think the reason why it creeped me out is because he did it without her knowing. So if Fernand was in on it and they're raising this child together, then I would have different feelings about it. But the fact that he kind of did it, like as this man with a child he just mm. adopted. It freaked me out. Especially, like, not trying to, like, say anything bad about Picasso, but mm. especially with his reputation of being, like, a womanizer and, like, sure, dating absolutely. multiple people. Yeah. Like, that freaked me out. But then when I heard the explanation for it, I was like, no, this is, like, totally from, like, this artistic lens of beauty. His and reaction to her made me so feel like it's not sexual at all. He, like, he left, the, he left the drawings out. They weren't something hidden yeah. or, like, something he's embarrassed about. When she mentioned it, he's like, yeah, I'm an artist. Like, I draw. What is wrong? Like, it's just the way that they started the scene where mm-hmm. he was just like, let me teach you how to draw. And then someone yeah. turned to, like, hey, get naked, I'm gonna draw you. The weird cut and the fact that we don't get, like, any kind of... We no don't. We have no idea how <laughs> Raymond really felt about it. All we know is how Picasso feels about it. Yeah. Is what made it feel pretty... You're like, but is she okay? <laughs> like, That's traumatizing. Question. I kept yeah. thinking, like, does Raymond, like, like, in real life, did she know who Picasso was when she was being adopted by the Picasso? Mm-hmm. And I kept thinking, like, when they gave her back, like, in the mo- like when she became older, like, did she know, like, this is who adopted. took me in? And then temporarily, she, like, I wonder if, me. like, she knew that. Mm. Uh, it was maybe. weird. It was also weird that uh, Fernand was jealous. Of her for a moment, and this idea of like, oh, but you're gonna love her next, and I was like, doesn't that happen oh. with men all the time though? When like they have like a kid, and then they don't get as much attention from their spouses, and there is a <laughs> mental, there's a mental, <laughs> dis- no, that's a thing. That's I don't know thing. where yeah. you're going. So, so it's not, it's not men. It's, it's there's a mental disorder that persists in some people who find they're mostly narcissists who find their kin, the thing that they created, attractive because it is them staring back at themselves. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's 
Uh, I cannot remember the name of it, but I was just reading about this the other day. It's freaking weird <laughs> and hella gross, but it does exist. Um, okay. It would be weird to happen with an adopted daughter. I don't know. Again, I have weird Woody Allen like flashbacks. I was like, no! Um, but they decided to take her back to the orphanage, which, is there anything sadder than being like, we're going to give you a home and oh we're going to make you a pretty God. dress. It's going to be great. Sorry, we don't want you anymore. We've got to take you back. I we think, made a mistake. I think the reason they did it was to give her a better life because you have to look at the intention. She was going to be in an atmosphere where they couldn't give her the best life possible and she was going to be surrounded by these artists in a very, like, shady area. They were not prepared to be parents. Yeah, see, it was problem. an impulse buy. It was you a don't impulse buy a human. Oh, my God. Impulse buy. Oh you know, yeah. I'm going to have to disagree with what you had to say where they were, it was in her benefit. I think it was solely in uh, Fernand's benefit. Mm-hmm. Um, I where, think she felt guilt, though. I don't uh, think it was a jealousy th- thing. No, not a jealousy thing at all. I think she was just like, I'm the adult here. Picasso's definitely not going to realize what's going on. Uh, and we got ahead. You're right, where they were like, they got ahead of themselves, impulse buy, totally. But I think she was looking at it, she's like, this is going to cause much more problems. Like, this didn't solve something, and we have to get rid of the problem before it like, explodes into something worse. Uh, that sucks. Yeah, so. mess. I honestly <laughs> thought that that was going to be where Fernand broke up with Picasso and she took the girl and they went somewhere else so she could well, Fernand properly. Really, she wasn't even ready for it either. Like, because <sighs> what's Fernand going to do to support her? Yeah, no, Fernand was not prepared. Not at all. Uh, also not prepared, Picasso, for his actual feelings for Francois. Uh, we're going to get into Paris 1946, but before we do, I want to encourage you guys to go to iTunes, rate us five stars, leave us comments, we love hearing from you guys. If you're on YouTube, you can give us a thumbs up, and also please leave comments. We love the comments. Uh, it's so much. You guys are really sweet. Um, that way we could do shoutouts to you guys. We love interacting. Shoutouts, totally. Uh, so do that. Tell us, hey. Stars and thumbs. All of it. Uh, <laughs> Francois is not into all of it. She was like, look, yes, I will take your beach house. My dad pushed me off a cliff when I was young, so I'm brave and I'm not worried Can about it. Can we talk about that scene, Get though? into it, girl. Oh, my God. When I watched it, I was getting, like, flashbacks to this other show that I was watching on FX called Trust, where J. Paul Getty Sr., pushes his grandson into the ocean because he's like, Grandpa, will you teach me how to swim? He's like, I don't think you're prepared for that. He's like, no, no, really, I want to learn. He's like, all right, and pushes him in. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I guess this is like this very like Machismo. novel novel way of parenting where it's like, oh, sink or swim. I think the idea die. often with swimming and especially teaching young children to swim, it's like, I don't want you to be afraid of anything. And I know that this water is going to bring you right back to the top. And I'm here if you need anything. So get in. Like, we don't have time for you to second guess it. I don't want you to be afraid. Just jump. Uh, and it came from the lens of, like, you're a woman. Things are difficult for women in today's mm-hmm. society. So much has changed since mm-hmm. then, right? He no. was kind of looking out for her, though. Yeah. I feel like that was kind of, like, a little bit sentimental. I'm like, oh, you, like, realize how women are treated and you kind of want your, like, daughter to have a better life. Like, that's cool. I like the comparisons <laughs> to her father and Picasso. This idea of I love you so much and I want to give you the world. But you need to appreciate the world in the way that I perceive it. Mm-hmm. So, like, he's like, I gave you everything. You were going to be a lawyer. Well, I'm going to be a painter. How dare you? You insult me. Well, Goodbye. you told me I could be anything I wanted to be. Anything. I chose yeah. painting. It's not ridiculous. Like, it, it's... It's funny to me how people can try to own people when they think they're giving them freedom. Um, like, I made you. Yeah. So you're indebted to me because I made you, and I made you to be independent as long as you're loyal to, to me, me and me only. 
Mm-hmm. That's what it feels That's exactly like. exactly what it is. And it's kind of what's happening with her and Picasso. So she takes his Spanish house. She's like, yeah, well, I'll stay here. I'll bring my friend Genevieve, who's a real one. Picasso's freaking off his rocker. And it's like, she writes him a note and says, you know, I'm having a really good time. You don't have to worry about coming. And he was like, what, what does she mean she doesn't want me? It's been weeks. She's at my place. So he storms up there, super mad, and hits on Genevieve. What was that about? Oh. To make her jealous. He wasn't sure what was going on. He couldn't it put was two both, and two it, together. It was two things. It wasn't just to make her jealous. He's like, well, at least I'm going to get some over here. I think he still would have enjoyed it. And oh, he, he still totally wants it. to feel like he can get someone to kind of like be into him. It's, That's it's interesting. It's an ego thing. It's, I think you're right that it was. he's an old guy. He's just after a much younger girl. Am yeah. I being played? what kind of things are happening here and why doesn't she reciprocate the way women have always reciprocated for him. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. I missed that. Yeah, well, right. it's funny because he said something along the line. He did say, he's like, oh, he was making excuses. Like, oh, I did it because uh, I wanted her to leave and uh, I was trying to make you... I and wanted to said, offend her so that she'd leave so yeah, it would just be yeah. you and me alone. And it's I just like, like, that's such a bold face lie. <laughs> Sir, we long, can all long, see wrong. you. Yeah. Just like last week when he called her a child and she was like... <laughs> Really, sir? Me? In this situation? You're crazy. Uh, to make it up, though, he takes her to see her favorite painter, Old Man Matisse. I thought that was so sweet. It was so cute the way they were battling about like how they would paint her and stuff. And somehow that turned out not to be sleazy. Good job, writers. Because at one point I was like, is it? And I'm like, no, You're they're really talking about it. Like, kind of just, she's right there. But they, about but they don't like... talk about her body. No. They talk about like... I would paint her hair green to go with this color. He's like, of course you would choose that color. You're a doofus. Yeah. It's obviously purple, along with the blue stuff. Like, it was it was very much from an art perspective. Wait, let me ask you. Who said green? Because I was writing something. Matisse, Matisse. Matisse said green. Mm-hmm. And then Picasso said purple. Yeah, a green hair. And then he was like, you would paint her, like, blue or something to match the tiles on the floor. I can't remember the exact because color. Because the painting chose. actually was, like, purple and blue. Afterwards. It was. Okay, cool. Uh, coming out of Picasso's blue period. Um, so that's really... I, I liked... That whole dynamic. I like that we know that they're going to be friends eventually, um, especially because I think Picasso falls into that uh, beast category later. And there is still that, like, playful rivalry. Mm -hmm. It's not, there's no animosity, but there's still fierce competition there. Totally. The love is real. Um, They go for a walk on the beach. It's, like, all nice. They're flirty. moment. Oh, my God. And... Then Picasso being the loon. I think what Picasso really likes is a sense of danger. Like, he, those blurred lines. Yeah. Like, I think that's where he really, I mean, he even says, like, I want to provoke. Like, that's what my art needs to do. I think he wants to do the same with her. I honestly don't think he would have burned her. But I think he was looking for, he was looking for Adora who would have stepped closer to, like, that's what he's been dealing with. Something for a reaction from her. And she's like, didn't do anything. And he's like, what do I do next? What does that mean? I, I, I can't. I don't know, if I go any further, I'm actually going to burn you. That's not what mm-hmm. I want. And he plays it off. He's like, oh, you just don't joke. know how to joke. Mm-hmm. I love his jokes. They're pretty funny. Uh, yeah, and then they're but scary, not. but then also yeah. funny. Like it's, it's just funny how he approaches it, and he's like, oh, but it's just because you're French. You guys don't understand jokes. <laughs> she says that she's still in love with him. Uh, she tells her grandmother, like, I, I know you think I'm crazy, but I, I really feel like that I love nice this guy. Scene. I like that. Yeah, and so she decides to leave him. Uh, they... Um, Decides to leave her grandmother behind. They've been living together. So she decides to go and live with him. But not before he takes her to see Dora in her apartment. Ugh. Guys, what is he doing? Why? Oh Why God. does he not see how he hurts people? What is his problem? I don't know. He's, like, trying so, so hard to do this grand gesture. It's not a grand Francois, gesture, though. Where he completely fails to take into consideration Dora's feelings. Because Dora is dirt and means nothing to him at this point. And it's exactly what she said. Like, once he has 
use the supply of having a muse and it's exceeded its capacity to continue giving, he's done with it and mm-hmm. on to the next. And I, that's the one thing that I did not like is like when you end a relationship, have some class and respect for the beautiful relationship that you, that had. you had. Yeah, don't just like, he like spit in her face right there. It was it's really. True. But, but she got it? back yeah. at him oh. so good. She was like, so yeah. just so you know, Picasso can't love. His like, he's never bro, loved anybody. what? Oh reaction? my God. That re- I was like, you're the like most clueless like, human. He was like, why would you do this? He's like, I brought her here to love her because you're just so damn disrespectful. Uh, I think Genevieve was right when she said you're headed for disaster. Uh, I don't think this ends well. Uh, Our boy told us last week that also, you know, Picasso, I don't need to see the future to know that you're going to ruin it with this young lady. That's just what you do. But it did bring out a new style of art in him. We saw two new styles of art today, which I'll be interested to see if they start comparing those styles. Now, uh, I have to do more research to figure out what the new style behind Francois is and what it all means. But we've got our first taste of cubism this week. And that brings us to our very special segment, which is our painting of the week. Let's take a look. Yes. Les Domiciles de Avignon. It is the repeating of Fernand. With the African uh, mass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you guys know. think of I it? I loved it. I, when I saw the reveal of it, I was taken back by it. And it was it was interesting, the, the jump cuts that they had of how, like, his perception of how he was painting it. Mm. Which made the way it they even, distorted the faces They distorted digitally. the faces, yeah. And, like, you could kind of see what the painting would have been if he kind of went with the norm of what you know like standard painting would was then mm-hmm. i'm so happy that like he had this like urge to be different because the painting would have just been like another like painting of like naked la- the same lady mm-hmm. like yeah it's beautiful you know how to paint what's in front of you but this is just like it's distorting reality it's- i loved his description of like uh once he saw the paintings he, he has this epiphany as he's looking at the african paintings that He's not trying to capture beauty, but the ugliness behind Behind the the truth. Um, He then later says that what he likes about Francoise, she sees the beauty beneath his ugliness. Mm -hmm. That's abusive behavior, ladies. Don't stay around for that. (laughs) Um, But it does change the way he starts painting. Then we get that crazy reaction from uh, the Steins are there. um, uh, Pagliano is there. Yeah, everyone. uh, And they all hate it. Even Francois. Francois. Fernand. Fernand. Fernand, yeah. Fernand. You're so oh, close. I will okay. get it yeah. at the end of the season. <laughs> Fernand was the most hurt by all of this. And I can't, yeah. I'm still trying, how did you guys perceive that scene? Because she, I don't know if she took it personally, where she's like, you painted me and this is how you see me. And like, mm-hmm. you really did make it so that, uh, what did she say? Um, you wanted to offend, offend and that's what and, you got. Uh, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah, that's what happened. But like, I don't know if she was like talking to like the group of people or herself as well. I think Fernanda's done with this relationship and okay. is upset that more isn't happening to save it. It was my perception. Like, she wanted the kid, but then he wasn't really there to support the child at all. Yeah. You know, he doesn't trust her when they're out. And now this painting, which is the visual representation of her, disgusts people. Like, it's a lot of emotional things to take on one right after the other. Mm-hmm. Um 
I think she's just ready to to be done. Yeah. So we'll see how that explodes. um, Picasso is always there for like that grand gesture, but not for the follow through. So he's always like that type of person to come in and be like, "I love you. Like you are everything to me." But it's like, what about the small things in between? Mm -hmm. Because when you really think about relationships and love and life, it's about the small acts of service. It's not about the one grand gesture that compensates for everything. And that's all he was doing was grand grandiose gestures. Yeah, but you need love. Love every day. No, I totally to... listen. I, I'm totally on board with <laughs> yeah. what you're saying. I mean, it was awesome because we got to see young Picasso finally unravel. And this is what in the beginning of the show how I said like we we saw the overlap of who Picasso young and old like how they m- met and became what he is as an older person. We see him say these lines like "I love you, I love you, just please help me change like change me" or some mm-hmm. something along those lines. Help me change. Help yeah. me change. Help me change. And then you realize this is where it started. Yeah. This is the first moment where like he can never go back where he has done this throughout his entire life on repeat and has never ever learned his lesson where um with Francois, mm. we have her on the bridge. He's like, I'll throw you in the water. She's like, go ahead, I could swim. And he's like, I'm sorry, I love you, but I change. let me change. Ver- almost verbatim, I think he said the same exact thing mm-hmm. they yeah. said to Ferdinand, which is awesome yeah. that they paired those two scenes together. Once again, I think we're getting a lot of him being the old and the new, and again, as you mentioned at the beginning, how they're merging together. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to move on. So our fan of the week this week is Skater, who left a comment on our YouTube page. Oh, Thank nice. you so much. Yeah. They say, I love that you compare and contrast this season with Genius Einstein, which I watched last year. I was surprised to see Samantha Coley on the cast again. It's interesting to see Samantha in a different role. Truly it is. Uh, Thank you for commenting, Skater. And remember, guys, you can always leave a comment. We really do love hearing from you guys. Oh, we have a new song. Look at that. Hey, Congratulations, Skater. Skater, did you happen to notice the little throwback in the episode where uh, Picasso actually complimented? Kind of complimented. It was like a backhand compliment to uh, Einstein. I think just stated a fact. You said you have to create to destroy. To destroy. <laughs> and then Einstein, he's like, just like Einstein with uh, Hiroshima. Yeah. I, I love that throwback. It was it was a very kind lovely nod, wink yeah, to, nod to, the, yes. to the previous season. Let's get into some news and gossip. Ooh, we have some cool After Buzz TV News. Yes. Take it away, Mina. Yeah, so I know you guys have all been waiting for the moment where we announce who the next genius of season three will be. And lucky for us, it is going to be a female author. Yay! (laughs) Much needed. Um, (laughs) It is going to be Mary Shelley, who, you know, the famous author who created Frankenstein. I'm super excited (laughs) for that. I am also very excited. It'll be intriguing because we know mental illness is the thing we've been dealing with all seasons, predominantly in the women and maybe unchecked in the guys and and much more. uh, The guys have more of a possessive slash um, not disinterest, but disassociative disorders where they're like, I just can't be bothered with other people and it's awful. Whereas the women are like, I am really trying to keep it together, but society is crushing me. And under the weight of that, I cannot breathe. Um, (laughs) Which we know that Mary Shelley dealt with. She was a recluse leader in her life. She wrote I, uh, Frankenstein when she was 20. What is the time period of her? She is late 1800s. So we're going to be World War II again? Oh, yes. I think I figured No, I think we'll be, we'll be closer to World War I. I don't think she makes it to the 40s. Really? Yeah, I think she dies before okay. that. But still, we'll have uh, pre-turn of the century and, and, and yeah. the century, which is kind of... 
what we've been seeing mm-hmm. in these two seasons. And in That's America, awesome. which I'll be really excited to see. We that is going to be cool. Most of our, we've been more modern in America in these past seasons, uh, as opposed to like turn of the century yes. in America. So that'll be really interesting to see how the show does that. Uh, so we're really excited. Tell us what you guys think of Mary Shelley as our next genius. Let's move on to some predictions. And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. All right. So we've got cubism. We do. We're developing into some new styles. I think the haircut is around the corner. I can't yes, be sure, I totally but I have a feeling <laughs> that we're getting very close to Picasso, shaved head Picasso, who's very interesting because this is when he becomes like a chain-smoking old grumpy dude, and those are my favorite kind of men, I'm not going to lie. I love just angry old men who are like, mm, I don't know what's happening, but they're usually really sweet on the inside, and you're like, sir. You need help. You're old. Take it down a notch. Um, but he does a lot of really great sculptures and artwork then. I hope we're getting close to there, but we'll see. Uh, I think both ladies are about to bounce. <laughs> this is so much, even though we just got Francois in. <laughs> Guys, what do you think is going to happen next week? Oh, yeah. I mean, I totally think Francois is going to be like, peace. I mean, that last scene on the bridge, she was like considering actually. I thought she would have like, for, to prove a point. Was just jumped jump in. in. I honestly thought she was going to do that. Yeah. Uh, I don't think we're going to have much mm-hmm. more of uh, Francois. And, jeez, um, what else is going to happen? Um, I think he's going to dive deeper into, like like you said, the cubism. And it's going to really offend and appall people. But I think that rivalry between him and Matisse, something's going to give where they're going to actually come together and become mm-hmm. friends. Maybe next episode or maybe the episode after After that. That makes sense, too. We've got some time. Mina, predictions. So I can't really say what my predictions are going to be. Oh, you saw. Never mind. What I will say say one thing is that we will see the repeated pattern of him doing the grand gestures but being negligent Mm -hmm. when it comes to maintaining a relationship. Mm -hmm. There's going to be a lot of drama. It's going to be a new girl. A lot of drama, a lot of new women, but also hopefully some new beautiful artwork. Until next time, guys, where can the folks find you? Hey guys, my name is Zach Silverman. You can find me all across social media at Zach with a CH Silverman 2. And tonight at 10 o'clock on The Flash, we have a very special guest. Ooh. Yes. Come by and check it out. Hey everyone, I'm Mina. You can find me on Instagram at Mina Makes Magic. And make sure to tune in to the season finale of Trust on Sunday yes. at Ooh. 10 p.m. Tune in live. <laughs> hey guys, I'm Joel Monique. You can find me all over the internet at Joel Monique. Remember, Nerdist has a Black Panther documentary out. It was super awesome to film, and there's a lot of great people. So be sure to comment below that. Other than that, most of my shows are wrapping up. It's summer. We're winding down. But I will be hosting my own special show on Claws. I'll be doing some live tweeting this weekend, so you can follow me on Twitter to learn more about that. Until next time, guys, we've been the Genius After Buzz panel. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 